Welcome to Comically Comics, your one-stop listen to all things comics. We're talking books, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. I must forewarn you, though, we are a spoiler cast, and what that means is we consider all properties, past, future, and present to be valid, and we will spoil the hell out of them. I'm your host, Michael, along with my two co-hosts, Richard and Jeremy, and with all that being said, let's get started. All right, it is Sunday, December 10th, and we are here with the TMNT, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem Review. We've done the last Ronin. We've done the original TMNT movie. And so now we finally get to catch up to what's new, what's hip, what's what's the in thing right now. What all the cool kids are talking about. Yes. The Michael Bay version? No. No. Fuck that not noise. that one. They don't talk about that one anymore. <laughs> That's not cool and hip anymore. It was never cool anymore. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's start off with whelmings with this, y'all. What is y'all's whelming of this TMNT movie? Mine is I was pleasantly whelmed. I I thought it was a fun movie. It seems like the theme of of like the movies that we've watched recently. <laughs> that it's just a fun movie. It's not anything like crazy important. I liked the art style of it. I thought that was really cool. And uh just the beginning young kids kind of phase of the the turtle's life. I thought that was a lot of fun. So, yeah, I was I enjoyed it. Just a good little movie. Cool. Richard, what do you think? I, too, was pleasantly whelmed. Honestly, I think Jeremy stole my notes. I love the <laughs> art style and the, uh, and the animation. It's not the perfect Ninja Turtles movies by any means. I had some issues with character design and what they did with certain characters, but overall, I'm pleasantly whelmed. Nice. Nice. I'm completely underwhelmed by this. Like, fuck this movie. <laughs> yeah, I figured as much. <laughs> I don't know if it's like I like I don't want to sit there and say I'm a TMNT purist or anything like that because I don't know everything there is to know. But there's a lot that I don't like about this movie, and it's like basic, like foundational TMNT stuff that I'm like, no, no, that's not how the shit goes down, like at all. Yeah. So, I, yeah. yeah. So the story is seems i mean it's it's this is a kids movie like this is straight up a kids movie uh my son thoroughly enjoys this i've watched this twice now with him and he was really big into it and saying you know what like i i didn't like i don't want to sit there and like rip it in front of him or anything like that because like if it, it gets that one thing that he's like into and he maybe even starts reading it or something like that like awesome that if that's what it does is bring in a new generation of like kids that love the tmnt or whatever then yes okay Awesome. And that uh, that's honestly what I was going to say for, for this and Turtles in general. Like, the cartoon that we had growing up, plus the live action, plus the cartoons that come after all that, they seem like every decade or so, they change a little bit about the Turtles for the next generation. Yeah. And yeah, this just feels like that next installment for whatever Gen Z, Gen Alpha, Gen Alpha whatever the generation it's supposed to be for. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree. There is the the turtle purist in me that doesn't like like that's the things that I I I'm referring to when I say there's certain things I don't like. Like I don't like what they did with Splinter. Full stop. Ugh, I I love yeah. Jackie Chan. He did an amazing performance. I fucking hate the design of Splinter and I hate the origin of Splinter. There's no Hamato Yoshi at all. Like right? at all, no reference right? of it at all. They said I looked it up. Why there wasn't? It says we we did try a version way back with him, 
and it felt forced and non-authentic to the iteration. So currently, no Yoshi is what the Andrew Jostra apparently answered this on Twitter. Uh, he's the script coordinator for the movie. Anyway. All right. We're, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves here. Sorry. Okay? Just, just <laughs> a little ahead of ourselves because I've got so much to say about Splinter as well. Okay. Sorry. And, and the fuckery that that is. But real quick, just, just so we can kind of get our bearing. First appearances. Oh. <laughs> Baxter Stockman is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number two from 1984. Bebop. Rocksteady are from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures number one from 1988. Wingnut is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures number eight from 1990. This is volume two. Mondo Gecko is from TMNT Adventures number 19 from 1991, volume two as well. Ray Filet is TMNT Adventures number five, volume two. Superfly. So Superfly is like new for the movie, but pretty much they separated Baxter Stockman. And so in the, in the cartoons and the comic books and stuff like that, he became a, a fly. And instead of doing that, they just made a whole new character and did super fly leatherhead tales of the DMNT number six, 1988 gang is frog TMNT teenage mutant Ninja turtles. Number one twenty four of the like current IDW run April O'Neill teenage mutant Ninja turtles. Number two from 1984, the Turtles themselves and Splinter from TMNT number one from 1984. Scumbug, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures number 10 from 1990, volume two. And Cynthia Utram. Oh, yeah, Utram. Yeah. I got I got two books that I'm going to point out, and we need to talk more about this as we get into it, because this is kind of like a sleeping thing that a lot of people are just now seeing. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number three, 1985, is where the first race of the Ultrams comes in. And then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, Adventures number one from 1988 is the first appearance of Krang. So, that gives you a little clue as far as where we're going with that. (laughs) Yes. Drama. (laughs) Real quick synopsis. The TMNTs, you know them, you love them. Here is a, a new jumping on point with brand new origin story to boot. The turtles must stop the mutant superfly from killing all humans and creating a world full of mutants. Can they do it? Back to Splinter. No, that no Hamato Yoshi, no training at all. Oh, there's training. It was, but it was like with like 80s and 90s kung fu movies and uh, and uh, how to videos. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, no, no, like actual training or whatever yeah. the case is. Like, this is YouTube before YouTube training is what this is. And I, I hate his eyebrows too. Like that. that is that what stuck to out? Be, is that supposed I to think, be eyebrows? Yes. Okay. I think those are supposed to be his eyebrows. I I I, st- I stared at them the entire time through that movie, going like, <laughs> right? Is that supposed to be his hair, and he's balding. Like, I don't get that. I think they're eyebrows. Okay, that makes sense. I loved Jackie Chan. His voice for Splinter, I was so down for that. So down for that. And like, even like watching it, I'm still down for it. I'm still down for it. But everything else they did with Splinter, him hating humans, him not coming from, you know, being a rat caged up or anything like that, like all that stuff from the comic books. And it has like, they just said, oh, that's, that's old. Let's get rid of that. That just, oh, it just makes me so mad. Yeah. 
I, I don't know if it makes me mad just because, like I said, the other, like IDW completely changed their origin to what yes. I think is the best version where they're reincarnated versions from feudal Japan. They are still technically mutated rats and turtles, but the like spirit that whatever came into them is Hamato Yoshi is Splinter, essentially. And those are his four sons from like the IDW like run. It's really cool. Okay, I didn't. I hadn't gotten that far into it yet. Yeah, but yeah, I just I hated the Splinter stuff. That's my biggest complaint about it. That and I'm. I once again, I like Bebop and Rocksteady as villains, and I don't like that they're kind of good guys in this movie. (laughs) And honestly, all those characters, Mondo Gecko, Super, uh, not Superfly. Well, well, actually, I didn't want to say anything when you're doing first appearance, but (sighs) Baxter does become a fly person but then they kind of do away with that and he's just the creator of the creator of the mouser bots and they make like super fly because i remember there being a super fly like action figure back in the day okay i don't remember that yeah all the like uh all those mutants are like villains of the turtles and then at the end they're just sort of all good guys which right is fine but it just sort of like is a waste of like a bunch of villains they could use for later movies. And maybe they will, maybe, you know, since we talked about Cynthia, maybe she figures out a way to control them or something or turns them. Cause we see at the end of the movie, she has Superfly in a container. Like he's turned back into a fly. Yeah. So maybe she's going to like turn them back into those animals and then recreate them. And they will be villains for like a third movie or something, but Ugh. Anyway, or Michael Michelangelo moved the couch in the wrong spot. <laughs> I, the other thing I really don't like is Leonardo having the vapors for oh, for yeah. April O'Neil. I know all the turtles, like in the original live action movie, are kind of like attracted to April, but I don't know. It's just weird to me. Yeah, and it's always been weird, even the original one. Like Mikey kind of has the hots for April, and I'm like, that's that's weird. <laughs> and then them going to school. That's the weirdest part to me. When it ends and they're all in school. It's cute. It's fun. I don't like necessarily hate it. I just find it a weird way to end the story. <laughs> oh, I hate all the ending. All the villains <laughs> being friends and living together in one sewer household. And the 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 boys going to school. Like, I hate all of that, man. Yeah. Splinter having a relationship with Scumbug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hate it all, man. What? Right? Yeah, I hate all of it, man. I hate all that ending. Just And so you're talking about April as well. April just looks wonky. And I'm not talking about like the gray swap or any of that bullshit. Like, whatever. Her figure, though, she looks like a weeble wobble with legs. (laughs) Like, she's not proportionate. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think that's the the art style because there's a like look at the thugs. There's there's a thug w- that's working for Superfly where his <laughs> eyes are like cock eyes. Right. Like one's a, way above the other. A lot of the humans mm-hmm. like their faces looked off kiltered and whatnot. Like yeah. like there was a there was a news lady that was on in the very beginning, mm-hmm. and I looked over at my wife and I said, uh, "That lady's got a tumor on the side of her jaw <laughs> that she needs to go have checked out because it's so much different than the rest of her face." But yeah, I just, ugh, ugh, I couldn't, 
the art style to me was okay. I liked it for the most part, but I was just like, y'all are just doing this because of the end of the Spider-Verse. Like, that's oh, the only yeah. reason y'all are doing this is because yeah. Miles made so much money. And I get it. Well, like, yeah. Don't get me wrong. That's I what I was about it. to say. Like, why wouldn't they? Like, And also, I'm sorry, but I cannot be down. I am so fucking tired of clean animation, <laughs> Pixar animation, it's so boring. It's so played out. I'm so sick of it. This, th- I cannot fault this anim, this not animation, this art style. The art style is goddamn beautiful. I do not care. <laughs> the, it's beautiful in its ugliness. It is, it is like my first note for this when I'm watching it was my God, the scene where they're running across the rooftops. It looks like Eastman and Laird's art style, and it is so fucking beautiful. <laughs> I just I loved it. Where you know where they're standing and they're posing and they have like the no pupils. I just, oh no, that was great. I loved I love that. And then it like went downhill from there. From there. <laughs> <laughs> one last negative that I had that I wrote down anyways because we've already touched on Bebop and Rocksteady and we're talking about the art style when they you first get like a look at Bebop, his freaking like boobs are so just. I love it. Weird, <laughs> and they're pierced, and it just throws me off. It's just yeah. very weird, and I don't like it at all, especially I because... say they were pierced in the original one as well. I, I'm sure they were, but it's just like... Didn't zoom in on Right. There was no zoom in on the boobage that is like Bebop right now, and he's like saggy <laughs> man boobs. And it's just like, I'm like, and they're talking about nipples a lot in this, like... <laughs> Milking <movie>. and nipples. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And I'm just like, why? I don't need to see that right now. Like, I don't need to see that at all, honestly. But like, this is just so weird and floppy looking. So yeah, I just it was. I don't know. I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't either. that that scene <laughs> I loved though because like the one of the things I love about this movie is the soundtrack for this movie is great. Yeah, yes. my my favorite part is that scene where Super uh, Superfly arrives. For the first time, and Bebop and Rocksteady are playing Wake Up in the Sky by Gucci Mane, Bruno Mars, and Kodiak Black. But I love, like, seeing, like, Bebop starts playing, and he's, like, yes. like he's, like, bouncing to the beat, kind of, yes. like, very subtly. But it's just really cool. I thought that was really good. And to to go back off of that, Ice Cube yeah. is amazing in this movie. Yeah. He's such a great villain and does such an amazing voice acting performance. For this movie. Look at y'all, a bunch of little tortoises. We like cousins. <laughs> I, I love that. Yeah. He's like, I mean, he's so great in this movie. I agree. I yeah. This thing has an amazing voice acting cast, like big name people that are, are part of this. And that's honestly a little bothersome because nobody gets to put any kind of range of what they can do voice acting wise, except for Ice Cube and the Turtles. And like Turtles, granted, like, yes, they need to have the limelight. Don't get me wrong. But when you have other names in there that hardly speak at all, I don't know. That's a little bothersome. Like, why get these big name actors then, other than you were trying to sell the movie with using their name? Yeah. Yeah. That's a complaint of mine for as someone who's aspiring to be a voice actor. That's what movie ever since Robin Williams was in uh, Aladdin movies have started putting big name actors in the role. Some of them are great. Some of them aren't, but it's mostly to sell the movie. It's like, oh, it's got so-and-so in it. I'm going to go see it. Yeah, because, I mean, you sit there and you have the names like John Cena, Seth Rogen, uh, 
was it Maya Maya, Maya Lopez? Is that, uh, no, that's that's Echo. <laughs> Maya Rudolph. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Maya Rudolph. <laughs> of course, Jackie Chan. Like it's just like you're just selling the and uh, yeah. Boris. Oh, what's his name? Boris. Hannibal Hannibal Burgess. Oh, Hannibal is Burris. Genghis Frog. And I'm like, he says hop. <laughs> that's all he says. Yeah, and like Goo Goo Gaga or something. I forget something. Yeah. Yeah, Hannibal Burris. He's really funny. Uh, Post Malone was Ray yes! Filet. <laughs> was he really? Yeah. And all he does the entire movie is just go like, Ray Filet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, my favorite was Mondo Gecko, which was Paul Rudd. Yes. And <laughs> he was hilarious in that role. My favorite spot with him was he's, he's, he's on the back of the van. And they just flipped it oh, yeah. using the, the bow staff. Mm-hmm. And Mondo Gecko's in the back and he's at the window. He's like, y'all flipped it. You flung me out of the front window. That is not cool. <laughs> and Mikey's like, I'm, I'm sorry, man. But we had, he's like, I'm not accepting that apology. <laughs> and Ralph's like, fine, don't. I'm not sorry. And he kicks the door. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> Since you brought up Ralph, one of the reasons I think I like this movie is this movie made me not hate Ralph. Uh, Ralph, not Ralph, <laughs> Raph. Because I usually hate Raphael most of the time because he's such a dick. Yes. And, and this one, I think he's he's very tolerable. I like his, like, I don't know. I, I like him in this in this movie quite a lot. Especially, <laughs> I giggled when you see the baby turtles and he's like the chubby one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Yeah. But no, I was going to say, yeah, I like him. And I like uh, one of the lines that I thought was funny was just, and I know it was about, it was whenever Leo first saw April, Donatello was like, I think all his hormones hit at the same time. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought that was great. Talking about the turtle sizes, that's kind of one of the things that's changed here recently in the, the last few iterations of the turtles, where they've kind of given them different sizes and statures and stuff like yeah. that. And they have made Raphael like bigger. Mm-hmm. And I've heard people complain about that. Honestly, I like that they're not all the same size. Yeah, same. It seems more realistic. And, and I know we're talking about mutated turtles here. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> like, I get that. But it just, I don't know. I think it adds a different dynamic yeah. where you do have like more of a bulky brawler kind of guy. That's that looks the part of a bulky brawler. Yeah, I don't know. I like I like that they're different sizes. I do wish that uh, I I go back and forth. Like I kind of wish that Donatello was the smaller one of the bunch instead of Mikey. But then I also kind of get it too. I also like like the way that they made Donatello's character for this movie. He's this is probably the most that I've liked Donatello just because. They have made him smart, but like a little sarcastic at the same time. And so I'm like, you know what? I like this. I like this version. I mean, he's probably one of the least liked turtles. Yeah. And and I I, mm. I enjoyed him on this one. Yeah, I like I've always liked Donatello. Comic-y pasta real quick. I used to be like a huge Ninja Turtle fan as a child. And um, I once flushed down my Donatello action figure down the toilet. <laughs> And it stopped the toilet up, and I didn't tell my parents, and my parents were trying to figure out what was going on with the toilet, and they eventually took the toilet off, and they pulled out the action figure that was literally on the pipe, like this, like hanging for its life. (laughs) And when they asked me why I did it, is I told them I was trying to return him back to the sewers. (laughs) 
That's freaking great. <laughs> that is dedication there. I've yeah. never, like, <laughs> I still have all my action figures. My Ninja Turtle ones from when I was a kid, pretty much. Yeah. And like, <laughs> just sit there and be like, I'm flushing this one. This one's going home. <laughs> like, I couldn't, no. Like, I don't want to get rid of mine now. <laughs> like, even like as a kid, I definitely would not want to. Well, I think it was, I was, I used Donatello and I was going to flush him down and then I was going to start flushing the other ones down, but because it stopped up, I was like, uh oh. <laughs> That's when you just stick the rest of them down there and do like the whole, uh, like the monkeys in a jar type thing. Oh, yeah. And then like pull them back out. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't that smart as a kid. Let's be real. <laughs> oh. We talked a little bit about the soundtrack. I do think the soundtrack on this is freaking amazing. Like just all the tracks that they use oh, yeah. and from Wu Tang and whoever else. Like I don't know. They just they all had really good beats and added to the movie itself. The my favorite scene is when they're doing the montage and they're taking down the like different crime organizations yes. to track down Superfly and no diggities playing through it. <laughs> Like, I just thought the way that was all choreographed, animated, the with the music and everything, it was just firing on all cylinders. I just loved it. That was my first positive note for this entire movie was fight <laughs> montage searching for Superfly. Love that. Yeah. That whole, like, and again, again the, the soundtrack did add to it. But I just thought it was really well done, and I liked it. I like seeing them kind of in their element doing their thing. Yeah, and I think the reason why maybe you and I both agree with that is, like, because that the other biggest complaint I had with this movie is they weren't really ninjas. Oh no, <laughs> they kind of bumbled through like they were like Mr. Magoo. They just sort of bumbled <laughs> through everything and just saved the day by by sheer happenstance. Yeah, they really weren't ninjas all that much. Not in a lot of scenes, and that was my biggest complaint. Other than the Splinter, Splinter's the first one because I was just like, because Splinter's my favorite. To be honest with you, I love when Splinter really. Yeah, so I love, and I love the wise old, like, sage character that Splinter usually is in, like, the classic Ninja Turtles. And I love, like, we saw it in um in the last Ronin in, like, the flashback. I love when Splinter kicks ass. That's, like, my favorite <laughs> moments, which we get that in this one, which was one of my notes is how he, he fucking killed those TRCI guards because <laughs> he, like, yeah. buried one of those wands in his face. <laughs> right? Right? One of my other notes for good things, positive things, is that Splinter fight. I thought that was great, and I loved how it mimicked Jackie Chan's style in his movies. Mm. With specifically when he's in the office chair, how he would use it to go up and hit somebody. He'd use it to come back down and drop on somebody. Yeah. He would spin around, and like it was a lot of stuff. I didn't even notice that. That I was like, yeah, you know what? Either. Jackie Chan would have done that kind of stuff in a movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I loved about that. My wife made a joke. She was like, Jackie Chan was probably like, this was the easiest stunts I ever had to do for this movie. <laughs> yes. I didn't get hurt doing this one. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> he's had like every fucking bone in his body broken. Like, yeah. literally, I think every bone in his body has been broken once. Probably. <laughs> That's insane. I like the origin of the other mutants. I don't like there's not really a good way unless you like spread it out or whatever to do an origin. So I don't mind that at all where they're they're all done by stockman and they're all from the like that didn't bother me at all yeah well like so we'll get into that like so with ultram 
you you know what that is. We're kind of bearing the lead for for Jeremy right now. But they're the creators of the ooze. Yes. So technically they were, you know, creating having Baxter create the ooze for them only to then use it to make like an army of mutants for their like Dimension X war kind of thing. I'm assuming. I, I guarantee that's probably going to be the the mid-credit teaser or in-credit teaser for the next movie. Yeah. Uh, is like Ultram's revealed to be. Do we want to go ahead and say it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, that's what okay. we're here for. Ultram's Krang. Yes. Uh, or probably not Krang. I guarantee you Krang will be something else, but it'll probably be, she'll be an Ultra. She'll be the little brain in the bot. Like that, that stomach will open up and there'll be a little brain in that little body of hers. Yes. No, I'm with you 100%. The, her head looks funny. I know we talked about a lot of humans, their head looking funny. Mm-hmm. But hers in particular, Maya Rudolph's character, Cynthia Ultram, hers looks like just really weird. Like yeah. it's just small. And then if you look like at the glasses. All, uh, a neck. <laughs> off the neck. Yeah. Yeah. She just all of it. Just, it just goes up and down straight. <laughs> There's no chin. She, yeah, Michael, the glasses, the glasses are the dead giveaway because the original, yes. uh, whatever that I forget what that Krang's body, yeah, Krang's little robot body that he pilots has those similar glasses on the square frame, yeah. 80s, small plus glasses. the dead giveaway is her last name. Ultram is the, the yes. name of the race that that Krang is. Yep, yep, yeah, I think that's what we're going to. I think we're getting that alien race to either come and take over the world. Or something to that effect. So, and they just, they still need the turtles, though, to be able to reproduce the ooze. I think, I think that's definitely where we're going. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. They'll, well, they'll probably bring in the Technodrome because that's a big, you know, selling point. For the, they can make toys for that. So, right. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. What? The milking machine. They didn't have nipples. So, how were they being milked? That was the one. Yeah. Quote, like, they kept reiterating, like, Oh God, they're gonna milk us, and it's like, but we don't have nipples, and but they they were getting it. I was like, are they going up the butt? Is this like a blue beetle <laughs> thing? Like, what's happening? <laughs> when are you, you gotta go ask Greg Fokker? Okay. <laughs> yes, I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, also, I was a little bothered by. I, I figured it was probably had to do something with the shell. I know that in in the IDW run, like Donatello had died at one point in time, but you know, comics he comes back. Yeah, but it's because Bebop and Brock said he broke his shell, and that's why he died. And but in this one, you can see where like uh, Superfly, when he's big, is like cracking their shells and stuff like that. And I'm like, wait a second, hey, they die from that shit. You can't you can't be fucking around with that now. Yeah, yeah. That that whenever that was happening, like that made me hurt. Like seeing their their shells crack like that, I was like, "Ugh, that just, that's, that's gotta suck." Yeah, <laughs> that's gotta suck. <laughs> yeah, it's like breaking a bone, but yeah, it, it does suck. <laughs> yeah, I love when Superfly is like super duper fly. Oh and God. they shoot the horse with the dart or whatever. And then <laughs> that horse just pops off and he's like, it was just one horse. I didn't need that horse. <laughs> I, the, the humor I liked quite a lot yeah. in this movie. Well, and like even before that, where he's like, look at my legs. I got horses for legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. What's that? A tail? Like a whale? Something like that. <laughs> I got a little 
Philip Taylor back too. Oh, it's gonna be something else. Yeah, <laughs> I love what he's like. He's like yelling to the people of New York, and he says something like, "New York, I'm here." Y'all thought it was Godzilla, but it's me. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Ice Cube was great. Again, yeah, I, I yeah. want to reiterate, Ice Cube fucking knocked it yes. out of the park for this role. I agree on that two thousand percent. Absolutely. Uh, I also loved all the like you talking about Godzilla, all the calls to like everything pop culture. Yeah, like, <laughs> Batman, the Marvel, Marvel universe. <laughs> yeah. Mark Ruffalo is the Hulk. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of MCU references that I was not expecting in this movie. I missed some of those, like obviously. So I mean, I was, like the uh, heard the Batman and like the Mark Ruffalo stuff. I thought was pretty funny, but I, yeah, I didn't catch all the all the Marvel stuff on there. But I want to. Uh, what was it? The only one I think I caught was the Ruffalo and the Endgame, and there was two how that was ad libbed or whatever. There's two Mark <laughs> Ruffalo moments, and then yeah, the, the one of them was talking about Endgame. I think it was Iron Man. I don't know. Anyway, it don't matter. <laughs> yeah, I love. I loved how they were like. This is a, a universe outside of everything else. It's its own universe, and we've actually know all the pop culture that you know. I felt like that kind of brought in the audience a little yeah. bit. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier, and I meant to like say it, and then I forgot, and so now I'm going to bring it back up. <laughs> Richard, you said that your favorite was Splinter of the group. Yeah, pretty much everybody has their favorite of who like TMNT or whatever. Mine has been Raphael for the longest time. Yeah, Jeremy, what? Is your do you have a favorite turtle? Uh I never really like I was not a big turtle fan, honestly, as a kid. That's I, I mean, Yeah, I don't <laughs> I, I I enjoyed it. <laughs> you were a He-Man guy, weren't you? You uh, were no. Oh, you weren't a he really? No. I'm kind of yeah. surprised by Thundercats. that. Thundercats. No. Ooh, Thundercats, ho! Yes! <laughs> Thundercats, ho! <laughs> There's a freaking new uh, uh, book coming out. I'm excited about that. Watched a little bit of Captain Planet. Uh, oh, wow. That dates you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, we're <laughs> Well, I mean, TMNT and He-Man's way older yeah. than Captain yeah. Planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're all old here. Well, who cares about dating <laughs> us at this point? <laughs> but no, honestly, like, one of the... The show that I always liked watching, like, getting up on the Saturday mornings to watch was Rocket Power. I knew he was going to say that. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Yeah. Because that was all the stuff that I really wanted to do. I always wanted uh, okay. to learn sur- surfing. They uh, went okay. snowboarding, which I love. I-, I tried skateboarding and was terrible at it, so I didn't do that anymore. But like, I- it you was didn't all have the- rockets all- or power. No, I didn't. <laughs> it was it was quite apparent. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that was, I mean, that was the reason why I probably. Yeah. On, on Nickelodeon, I loved Angry Beavers. That was my favorite. Anyway, yeah, we're just going down this nostalgia <laughs> lane here. Yeah. I was deprived as a child, so I didn't get Nickelodeon. <laughs> but I will say, like, if I was going to pick the turtle, it would it would be Leonardo. Mm. Really? Yeah. You are the little stuck-up leader guy, aren't you? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, that's what I was going to say. If I had, like, my favorite turtle growing up was Leonardo, but as I got older, I liked Michelangelo because I always liked, and mostly Leonardo was because of the swords. I loved, yeah. I was obsessed yeah. with katanas yeah. as a kid. And then I liked Michelangelo because he's the funny one, and I always, I always gravitate towards humor and, like, the funny one in, like, groups and stuff, so... I think it's funny how like people's because mine was different as a kid as well. 
And it was because, you know, either weapons or, you know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. stuff that you kind of related to more as a kid. Yeah. But then, like, for me, like I said, as I've gotten older, like, I've just related a lot more to Raphaela. <laughs> I don't know what that says about you, Michael. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? And so, like, I just, I don't know. That's my that's my guy now. That's who I go to. Yeah. <laughs> he is pretty cool, though. I mean, I, like, Raphael is probably, like, my, my second. Really? Yeah. Because I, I just like how, like, Kind of mysterious he is a little bit. So. What is it in the in the nineties uh intro song? It's like Raphael is cool but rude. Isn't that what it's is what he what Atti- they say? He's got an attitude. Okay. I thought it was cool but rude. Anyway. Because Ra- Raphael has an attitude. Michelangelo is a party dude. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I knew Michelangelo is the party because he's always anyway. Yeah. Oh nineties. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, let's see. What else? I'm all out of notes. I am too. (laughs) Well, awesome. Yeah. The only thing I had was at the beginning, the movie is sad for like the first 30 minutes. It's so sad. (laughs) Yeah. It it starts off like the boys, you know, it's really cool. Like, you know, whatever they're, you think they're going on a, a secret ninja mission and they're just going to get groceries. And then on their way back, they they like you see they want to be amongst like the whatever the humans, and Splinter has told them you know they don't they shouldn't they're dangerous. And then uh, then we learn that like they're all lonely and and Splinter when he originally tried to like when we see their origin of them he like knew that the turtles wanted to be part of the like outside world. And he took them up there and they they tried to like kill him and stuff. I don't know. I was just like, this movie's very sad. <laughs> <laughs> and it gets better after that, like that first 30 minutes. But I was just like, I, w- I was not expecting this. Well, not only do you have the turtles being like shunned and not being not understanding how it is and stuff like that. But you've also got, you know, Superfly and all his brothers mm-hmm. and Stockman's story and how he didn't have a family and he, you know, was going to create his own and he felt closer to like the animals he experimented on and stuff like that. And it's like, wow, there's just, there's a lot of exiled people out here. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> well, it was like, you gotta be careful who watches this movie almost. <laughs> <laughs> Bad thoughts. Yeah. The other thing that was really funny to me was just some of the like New Yorkers not like, I don't know, batting an eye there for a second for like like a rat person coming out of the sewer. And then, of course, they do when they get, take like a closer look. But I just thought that was really weird because immediately it'd be like, why is there a giant rat <laughs> like, in the middle of Times Square? I thought maybe he just fit in just enough to where like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even holding four baby turtles like they're <laughs> obnoxiously big. So. Oh, my gosh. There was the cutest little moment to me is when they're the babies are training and I think it's Raph and Michelangelo and they've got like sticks and Raph breaks it and then Michelangelo's like (laughs) (laughs) just like comes in. I thought that was fucking hilarious. (laughs) The the cues for me was Splinter tucks them all in and then he goes to get in bed and then he looks over and there's one like right there at the door. And then next scene is like all of them in the same bed and they're just all laying, all snoring and stuff like that. And I was yeah. like, yeah, that's that's true story right there. <laughs> that's how, that's that how this works. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I sent y'all something earlier today and this is going back to, you know, how I feel like this cartoon brings in the next generation. That's what this movie is for. 
So if you don't like it or whatever the case is, just keep that in mind that that's that's this movie is for the next generation. It's not for whoever else. Um, but there was a guy on YouTube and he has two videos on his account. He's got 14,000 subscribers off these two videos. His name is John Likens. So go check him out on YouTube. I'm not telling you to sub him up or anything like that, but that's where you'll find these two videos that I'm about to talk about. And he has one that's called Donatello test footage and one that's called Leonardo test footage. And this is what I want. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I, if you've seen it, this is what I want in a freaking TMNT movie. This looks like the 90s Turtles from the first movie, not the second or the third. And, and there's a difference. Um, <laughs> they look like from the first movie. And I love the idea that the Foot Clan are robots because you could still like, you can keep it PG thirteen, right? Right. Now, don't get me wrong. I'd be down for a rated R TMNT movie, like profanity, violence, everything, except for like you know weird sexual stuff. But uh, profanity and violence, absolutely. But if I couldn't get a rated R one like this, I would totally go for robotic PG thirteen TMNT like this. I think that looked freaking awesome. Did y'all get a chance to look at it though? I've actually seen it before. I think because I, I sent y'all back when we did Last Ronin, someone did similar like yeah, high last... render 3D model of like one of the scenes from The Last Ronin. Yes. Uh, because I did that, the algorithm for YouTube recommended me those videos a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, no, they look fucking awesome. And yeah, they're, they're just 3D models of the like original 90s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle live action. Looks great. I agree with you. Like, if we're if we're playing the I want game, absolutely yes. I want an R-rated Ninja Turtles. <laughs> because it's owned by Nickelodeon, that'll never happen. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. This was, when researching a little bit, this was the first Ninja Turtles, I think, movie, like animated movie owned by Nickelodeon that was PG. Most of them are always G-rated, I think. Really? Okay. Weren't they still owned by Nickelodeon when Bay was doing his two movies? I, maybe. I think so, yeah. May I uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's what the wiki said. Like that's as yeah. much research as I do. And that was one of the things on like the trivia section. Well, because before the before the Bay movies, there was a cartoon and it just it was just TMNT. Yeah, I love that. And one. I, I never watched that one, oh, but it's that so was good. like straight up computer animation. It's so good. And like, is it really? Yes. I remember I saw that. I went out in theaters to see that. Um, <laughs> it's so good. And like, the thing I love the most about it is they're fucking ninjas in that movie. Like, they do a bunch of ninja shit. <laughs> so, since you've seen both, now I'm interested. Which one do you like better? I kind of feel like I know, but I, th yeah, I think I like TMNT better. Um, but it's also canonically. Like, I, there's an Easter egg where it's maybe connected to the all three live action movies because you see the scepter. There's like, remember the time traveling scepter from the third movie? Third one, yeah. It's in like a closet, and you see like Shredder's helmet and and stuff like that. So I think it's supposed to be connect. Like it is technically continuing on from oh, the cool. live action. It's just animated now, and the villain yeah. is weird. the The villain's the weakest thing about the movie for me, but. I loved the animation and the art styles that at the time it was cool, but it's that like Pixar smooth kind of like art right. style. 
I, I think I like that movie better than this one, but I, I love the, I know you don't, but I love this art style because it has flavor to me. <laughs> yes, it yeah. does. It is different. But the, that's more classic Turtles, which is, I think, the reason why it wins over this one. Gotcha. Jeremy, did you see those YouTube videos? Uh, well, I, I had. You're looking nuts. at them now. <laughs> yeah, well, I did. A second ago, I did. But uh, I had seen the one that Richard had sent a while back. And so that like these two really made me think of that as well. But yeah. I yeah, I would absolutely I would love to have something like that. Like at least that's I'd like, yeah, it'd be cool to see it as a R, but like you were saying, it's trying to keep it as more of the PG type thing using the robots. I would love that. Like I think it'd be really cool to actually see something more live action almost type thing. Like with because like, that's almost the feels of of what those videos are. Yeah, I'm with Richard. I don't think we'll I don't think they're in the point where they're like Disney, where like I feel more confident that we're going to get an R-rated movie from them. Two, like as much as I want an R-rated movie, I also want like a movie that I can sit and watch with my son and like both of us enjoy it. And, you know, I don't have to worry about him seeing certain things or whatever else the case is. So I know that's like a double-edged sword, wanting a rated R version, especially right now with the age that he is. Yeah. But like, I want I want my cake and I want to eat it too. I want both. <laughs> yeah. Like I just. <laughs> it's 2023. I don't see why you can't. <laughs> I There was language in this one that I was kind of like, man, like, and I know it's ice cube and stuff like that. And it wasn't like, it was a lot of hells and like maybe one or two dams or something like that. And like the way he does it, it's not, it doesn't stick out hard or anything like that, but I'm like, this is the last thing that I need my son to go to school and start saying, you know, in, in third grade of, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I'm trying to find it because that was one of the things. Uh, this is a, this is a Nickelodeon movie, first anim, Nickelodeon's movie's first animated film to use the words turd and piss uncensored. <laughs> the former is briefly <laughs> said once by April O'Neil, while the latter is briefly said once by Superfly. Thus, it is also the Nickelodeon Nickelodeon movie's first animated film to use the word nipples. It is briefly <laughs> mentioned by Raphael and also April O'Neil is one of the trivia things. Nipples was mentioned a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was, I figured there was like going to be a whole list of people that you're, you're about to right? rattle off. Right. No. And then like the appearance of Bebop's nipples. <laughs> like predominant appearance of his nipples. Yeah. <laughs> Full screen. Right? It's a little much. All right. Do we want to talk about? I was going to say we got to talk about the yeah we got to talk about this like post credit no mid credit scene yeah that's in there so there is a mid credit scene and it's Ultram talking about getting some help to capture the turtles because now it's going to be even harder and they pan out of the city and standing outside is you know a masked guy with this bladed armor on his head and on his arms and they mention the word shredder so. I know that I think Richard was excited that Shredder was not the main villain in this movie. How do you feel that they're calling him in essentially as like hired help though? Well, I mean, that that is one of the, like I said, I've watched a bit of some of the other uh, Nickelodeon Ninja Turtle cartoons. And in some of them, Shredder is like hired help from like Krang. Uh, okay. Matter of fact, I want to say the Michael Bay one was, it was all run like Krang was the mastermind behind it. All along. Yeah. 
no, I'm fine with this. I, I, I think I even said when the trailer came out, when you were talking about, you don't like that there's any shredder or mention of shredder. I was like, they'll probably lead up to him. And yes. sure enough, that's what they're doing here. I agree. He'll probably be the next villain. And then I am assuming Krang will be the, th- for the third movie. Yeah. What are you thoughts, Jeremy? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I like, I'm, I, I'm kind of the same way. I like it being a different, a different villain for this one. I thought it was definitely needed, uh, just because it, it was uh, so much was saturated by Shredder. I also enjoy Shredder and you know, be a good one to. I still enjoy watching him in there. I, I I feel like him not having that dynamic of you know vengeance against Splinter, like that's I don't know that worries me. That bothers <laughs> me a little bit. Yeah, they're definitely going to have to retcon, I think, uh, Splinter and Shredder's origin, like their connection, because it's going to be weird. The only thing I think they can do is do the IDW of like, he's like a reincarnated of uh, Hamato Yoshi, and that's why Shredder's like after him or something. Yeah, that seems pretty deep for this, especially the way they went with Shredder and his weirdness. God bless. I I can't stand it. You mean Splinter? You said Shredder. Splinter, yes. Okay. I'm sorry. Splinter and his weirdness. What was weird about Shredder? Because <laughs> we didn't get any weirdness with Shredder, honestly. It was in, like he didn't even talk. And you see his face. But yeah, Splinter's weirdness. I just, I can't. I can't. I can't. It bothers me. I don't like it. Y'all got anything else? No. I mean, there wasn't much like, I enjoyed it, but it was a short little movie. Yeah, I, I think yeah. it was shorter than the Marvels. If I want to, <laughs> like, by like a couple of minutes. <laughs> so it was like, just blink it and you're done sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Would y'all recommend anybody seeing this movie? Maybe. Just, I mean, I like, <laughs> I don't know. It just kind of depends on the person probably. Yeah. I like, I wouldn't recommend Michael seeing it. But, <laughs> like, <laughs> but I, yeah, I mean, I think it was a, it was still a good movie. So it, like I said, it just kind of depends on the person. I think. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I would recommend it to a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd recommend it to an adult unless I knew they were like a big TMNT fan. And uh, I would, you know, obviously recommend it to them with caveats like, hey, look, this is a different. And that's what we heard before when this movie came out was like, this ain't your daddy's nin- Ninja Turtles anymore. <laughs> and it's true. It's not. It's not ours. No. But I, I like the idea of like the turtles still living on and they just update it for a newer generation because at the end of the day, I I want to I want to nerd out with other people about TMNT. Yeah, yeah. I I would recommend it with an asterisk depending on the person. <laughs> yeah, I would say if you're a TMNT fan, you've got kids and you're wanting to introduce them to the turtles. If they're anything like my son, they my son does not care or give a shit about anything that I have watched in the past. <laughs> it is all about the now, and yeah. so therefore this would be a good door for them to be able to introduce them to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and because there's going to be further installments. Like, we just talked about the Shredder and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, echoing what y'all are saying, like, hey, Asterix, this, this ain't your TMNT from when you're born, but if you're wanting to enjoy something with your children that you loved as a child, then this would be a good way to do that. So, awesome. Jeremy, where can they find you at? They can find me on Twitch under the handle Night Fury GTO. It's Night with a K. And you can find me here. Awesome. Richard, where can they find you at? You playing that Spider-Man? <laughs> no. Shame. 
Shame. Shame. Yeah. <laughs> no stoning. Yeah. 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 Bad. <laughs> All right. If you want to contact me directly, I have an X, the platform formerly known as Twitter, and Instagram and a threads. My handle is Night Curry, Night like day and night, and Curry with a K. If you want to contact us directly, we have a Gmail. Our Gmail is comicallycomicspodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to check us out on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram, you can check us out under the name Comically Comics Podcast. And if you want to check us out on X, the platform formerly known as Twitter, you can check us out under the name Comically Comics with an X. Wrong franchise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't. For our listeners, <laughs> if you've stuck it around, I, I recently moved in the house. I was so ill prepared. I wanted to have the 90s intro. I was going to do all a bunch of stuff. I just, I didn't have time. So, anyway. No, you're good. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram and eBay at 22 underscore comments. You can also find me on YouTube at 22 comments. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we did making it. Well, all that being said, take cowabunga, Jeremy. Cowabunga. <laughs> Cowabunga, Jeremy. Cowabunga. <laughs> Yo, come on, y'all. Let's get the goods. Ah! Yo, ah! what? Ah! What the? Y'all some little tortoises, huh? Look at you. Y'all adorable, man. <laughs>